Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I have another phenomenal woman on here today. Let me tell you a little bit about Vicki. She is a Jesus-loving, coffee-sipping, football-watching Christian business coach for women with home-based businesses. She believes that women are being called to make an impact in the marketplace by using their God-given gifts to impact the world through their products or services. She teaches women how to S-E-L-L to serve in her mentorship program and encourages women to overcome fear with faith on her podcast, Faith Through Your Fears. Of course, that was sell, but I wanted to make sure that I pronounced or said it that way Mm because obviously you have uh, some, some formula that that goes with. Welcome to the podcast, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you on here. Well, okay. So let's start with that little thing. What does it stand for? S-E-L-L. Yeah. So cell stands for seek, equip, love, and lead to serve. So that's the program uh, where I help women kind of overcome that fear of selling. A lot of women with home-based businesses, whether they're in network marketing or any business, they really have a hard time either charging or kind of promoting without feeling salesy. Yeah. And um, so I had seen that for so long that I thought, what if you just flip your perspective that you're not selling to somebody, you're serving them. And when you think about who you're seeking, how you're equipping them, how you're just loving them and leading them well, then you don't feel like you're selling. You're actually giving somebody what they already want. You just have the tool that they need. So that was kind of what God gave me one day and I just kind of ran with it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's, now that we've done that, let's go backwards a little bit. Of course, your bio is your bio, but tell everybody a little bit about you. Yes. So I live in this tiny town in Northern New Hampshire, and this is pretty much where I grew up besides traveling, um, living a few different places, but I landed back here and I always felt like I was going to be called to missions since I was probably 17 years old. So I set my life out about doing that, but uh, I learned along the way that my mission field is wherever I am. And I just have to, you know, just be Jesus everywhere I am. And so, um, you know, I, I had regular jobs and then I've also had businesses since probably 2005. I think my daughter was about three years old when I started my first side business. Um, and that was a time where I really had trouble charging people. I was doing professional organizing and I struggled so much. It was really hard to grow a business when you don't want to take people's money. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So I had all of these concepts about selling and literally just like probably two or three years ago is when that changed. And so that's why I thought, oh my gosh, I need to do this. But, you know, I've just kind of been on this path of entrepreneurship, just letting God kind of grow me personally and spiritually and help me get out of my own comfort zones and, you know, do the things that he called me to do. Um, So that's just it. You know, I love life. I love keeping things simple um, and just trying to be wherever God wants me to be at that moment. So now I get to do this fun thing. I was health coaching for the past uh, probably six and a half years. Um, that was a great business. And the personal development that we um, experienced through the training was phenomenal, which is what really helped me to grow. 
But with the company, though, it's a fabulous company. I always just felt like I was trying to fit God in that box. I wanted God to always be the foundation instead of just adding him in where I could. And so I just flashed. Uh, 2019 was one of those years where I was just dissatisfied trying to figure out what I was supposed to do, how I could fit God in all this or how he could be the, the base of my business. Um, and it was a, you know, a really lucrative business. And in 2020, I was like, I think I need to walk away from this. Like, this is crazy. It doesn't make any sense on paper at all, but I think that's what I need to do. And so I set about doing that, um, mid 2020 and ended up saying, yeah, in the middle of the pandemic thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, it's a great time to be creative, right. And make the obstacles, the, uh, the opportunities. <laughs> so. It's so encouraging to hear your story and stories of women like you that feel called in this direction. And, um, so when I relate very, very much, if you know my story, it's why I started my first podcast. Cause same thing. I felt like I, I didn't have permission to talk about my faith right. in business. Cause it's like, you know, this big taboo thing, don't do it. Don't yes. ever do it. You're going to limit your market. You're going to make people mad, blah, blah, blah. But it was such a huge part of who I was that it got mm-hmm. so it got so uncomfortable for me, like mm-hmm. in my own skin. It just became inauthentic to do yes. it. So when I started the first podcast, Hold Out Entrepreneur, um, that I believe God used as my training ground for what is now Girl Power Alliance, and really just being so bold like you are in saying, "Listen, here's what I do in business. I love Jesus. It's a major part of everything that I do. It's the it's the strategy. It's the the force behind it." And let's go out and take the world by storm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if you can't encourage people with scripture, like, what do you do? (laughs) I mean, you can say all the nice things, but the foundation, like you can change somebody's life, you know? And it's just, I missed that. You know, I wanted to just be able to freely say whatever, or to pray with somebody on the spot if they were open to that, you know? And I felt like bringing it down to just Christian women you know, I really struggled with that for a long time because I was like, man, I don't want to alienate people. Like I want people to always feel welcome. And so I put Christian women just so people know that that's what I'm about. But if they're not Christians and they come in, I don't care. Just know that that is the baseline of what I'm talking about. (laughs) And if you're not good with that, I'm probably not the best fit for you, but um, yeah, yeah, I I get, I know exactly what you're talking about. And even when, when I, when I first when, when God was first downloading the, this kind of idea, this vision for what Girl Power Alliance is, um, I, I went to my husband and I told, I said, here, here, I have this idea for this platform, this community, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, but, but like the veil will be the veil, like behind it, it'll be that we're Christians, but we're doing all this stuff. And my, the, the Holy Spirit was like, nope, you got it wrong. It is supposed to be the, at the forefront. And I was like, is there even anybody out there? Like who is my market? My market's going to be three people, right? You know, it's just, it's not true. And the more, you know, this will be like, it's in the eighties, your podcast will be 80 something. So I started recording last April. That's a lot of podcasts. And every single one of them is women like you and me who feel called into the marketplace with, with our ministry. So it's more than three people. It's a, it's millions of us around the world that feel yeah. this call to, to be, to have our business be about his business. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's amazing when you realize, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> because oh, it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not sure where you're located, but up in Northern New Hampshire, it's like, you know, we have more animals and wildlife than people up here, you know? So I felt like, God, like, who am I supposed to even reach here? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he just kind of makes things happen in it. You know, the beginning of the year is my most favorite time because I feel like the new year is this time where I get to be um, expectant of all of the people that I'm going to meet throughout the year that I never would have thought I would have met. And for me, it feels like it's just a package being unwrapped every day. So I always just look forward to what God is going to do. Cause I'm like, I've met people over the years. I'm like, geez, I never would have thought I would have met them being in my little tiny town, you know, thank goodness for technology, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, in the other business, you know, just helping people with their health and things, um, and just meeting people and having experiences that I never would have even dreamed, you know? So it's like, it's just so cool. It's my favorite time. And so even with, with this new business, because I only just launched this actual business, I think in October, I was kind of planning it through the summer. Um, and it feels small, but it feels like it's going to get big. I know God's got great things. And, you know, even reading up on Girl Power Alliance, I was so excited because I was like, this is great. There are all these women out there and I don't have to feel alone in this. And yeah, yeah so it's really powerful. I'm really glad that God told you to do that and you were obedient. Well, well I mean, I, I feel I everything you say to, I so relate to, but the one thing that the Lord keeps telling me is, you know, we, like you said, you're, you're speaking of your business. Now your coaching business that it's still small. However, I mean, that is by the world's standards of what small is because your impact is so massive. And so even in building girl power Alliance, um, you know, it does feel small as by the world standards, but what God has done with what, with these women and through girl power Alliance and the connections that have been made and the growth that has happened is incalculable. It it really, really is. And so, you know, I think that's another thing that we as leaders out there, as women in the marketplace that are leading and, and being bold about it, we need to kind of sh- like shave that off of people because it really invalidates what they're doing. And it right. that comparison to what others are doing or what it should be, could be whatever, because if, if we are really leading our business from a perspective of faith and allowing God to, to lead it, then we're exactly where we're supposed to be. Right. And so it's this thing that we need to continue to, um, I don't know, deprogram almost from the the way that the world has told us that things are supposed to look in business and, you know, allow his perspective to be the lens we look through. Yeah, absolutely. Because you have to think of what is actually successful. What do you consider a successful business? Well, if I help one woman, grow her business. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm good. (laughs) And I would like to help more because it's just more fun, but, um, yeah, you know, but that's just it. I was thinking about that, um, this morning, just, you know, what does success look like? Cause for me, and I don't, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with money at all, but that's not my driving force. Like that will come, I think as a byproduct of me doing all the things that God has asked me to do. Um, But, and, you know, if you have a business, you have to make sure, you know, you're actually making money from it, but, (laughs) but, um, but my driving force is not, oh my gosh, I've got to get to, you know, 500,000 or 400, whatever. Like, I'm not driven by that. That's 
you know, maybe I have some financial goals, but the driving force is there's a woman somewhere that is doubting herself. And I feel like it's the enemy, you know, just shouting in people's ears, like all the loudness of, oh, you can't do that. You, you know, you're not good enough for this and all those lies. And I'm like, I cannot let a woman be on the sidelines listening to that. <laughs> you were made for more. And, and so that's my driving forces. I don't want a single woman with an idea for a business sitting on the sidelines thinking, I can't do that. That's for everybody else. Yeah. I, I'm a little different because I, I am driven to create wealth. I, that yes. is, yeah, that yeah. is a big, that is a, a factor for me. It's definitely mm-hmm. not on the sidelines and I'm, I am driven to help other women to do that same thing. Yes. And so I, um, I think that as Christian women, we sometimes feel like we're wrong for wanting that. Right. Um, and so, you know, because in the church, it's like, the, the more broke you are, the holy you are. And I, I just think that is a lie. <laughs> yes, I agree. It's one of the things I teach in my membership. The, the first three months are just about, does God want you to have a business? Um, are, you a, are you supposed to earn money or is it bad to earn money? And then how much is too much? Is there a level? And it, absolutely not. <laughs> there is no cap on what you can earn. There is absolutely nothing wrong with earning money. Like I go through this whole thing because it is you're programmed yep. in church, that very same thing. Like if you have money, then you should be judged. You're like, you yep. know, it's Your just world wrong. And yeah. And I'm like, that is so not true. The more you have, the more you can do, you know, absolutely. And, just go so. read, go read first Kings chapter 10. Mm-hmm. That'll tell you, that'll tell you what the limits on earning and wealth are just go read mm-hmm. first Kings chapter 10. Yeah. Um, I, okay. So I wanted to ask you, um, in your bio, it says that you, so you, you work with anybody, of course you're, you're coaching anybody, but are you specific in the network marketing profession? Is that kind of where your coaching niche is? No, actually just women with home-based businesses in general. So a lot of them end up being people who are in network marketing, but some are making jewelry at home yeah. or they want to bake cakes you know, just different things. So anything any but from them, home, but from home. Yeah. That, that's yeah. very cool. And gosh, that's like everybody now. Right. You're right. You may as well be creative. <laughs> We're all home anyway. <laughs> I mean, it literally <laughs> over the last year, like everybody's working from home. I've worked from home for six, maybe almost 17 years. And oh, wow. so it's funny to me. I mean, it's not funny. It's been a, a traumatic and tragic year for so many people in business. Um, but it, my husband and I had to kind of laugh. It was like once everything kind of got shut down, of course, we couldn't do the same things that we did, but our life was basically exactly the same as <laughs> we, you know, we have our little things. We go to the gym in the morning. Uh, we were able to still, we live in California. And so we're still on the highest tier of lockdown. Just, oh, no we just are. Mm-hmm. Now there are many businesses and people that are rebelling against it. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get into that, but so things are opening, but, um, all the way along, we were able to find gyms that were open and then we came home and worked. So there wasn't a lot of things that actually changed from the day to day for us. I don't know if that's sad. <laughs> that might be a really sad thing, but, um, you know, working from home this last year, when so many people got sent home, it really opened people's eyes to the fact that there is so much that they can do from home. And uh, so really your market is huge now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. And it was the same for us. We really had, it didn't impact us financially or negatively. I've been working home for six and a half years. So, you know, I was like pretty much 
all I, I just can't go out and get coffee with people now. That's all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that same thing though, but it was so tragic for so many people yeah. uh, that weren't prepped. And, uh, I was just sharing this yesterday that, you know, there, there was a scripture, um, in Ecclesiastes just about, um, being caught unprepared basically mm-hmm. is what it was saying. And, and it wasn't, you know, it's not shameful. It's just how life is. God loves you. It's whatever, but it was so eye-opening to just be like, oh, you know, maybe this is a great time to really start getting some things in order, you know, and for people to just kind of start thinking outside the box and saying, okay, how can I earn a little bit of extra money? How could I maybe pay down some debt? How could I do this and just get creative with the things that they're doing? And I think with home-based businesses, there's so many talented, creative people. Oh, Oh my gosh. There's just so many opportunities and it's just, you know, how do you get started doing that what's your idea what do you want to accomplish through all of this um, well that's a perfect segue what are the programs that you offer is it one-to-one coaching group coaching do you have courses what why don't you share with everybody that's listening yeah sure so I do have a course uh, just kind of created out of need because people kept asking me how do you do this so I kind of made a a home business checklist that they could kind of go through and uh, I do have a course, it's like $14.99, just for people to be able to go through that checklist with me, you know, by video. And it kind of explains just the how-tos of getting started. And then some of the logistics, like registering with your state, creating a business account, you know, that kind of thing. But ultimately, I have a membership called the Sell to Serve Mentorship Program. So inside, we do group coaching once a month. I have a training every month that is focusing on some mind block that somebody might have, especially a woman um, that would have this block about having a business, earning money, you know, all of those things. And then how do you find your people? How do you get your product or service out there? So each month we do a training on that and then um, some deliverables, you know, worksheets and things that can go along with that so that they can start planning that out and really spending time when the word to really hear what God is saying to them. Uh, so those are the two things that I'm offering right now. I haven't really been doing too much one-on-one coaching with business at this point. Um, but if the need arises, I may tweak things. You know, it's kind of new. So I'm evolving and kind of changing as time goes on and the interest goes up. So, yeah, that's yeah. exciting. That, that's all. I mean, you've done a lot in just seven, eight months, eight is it even six months yet? If you started in no, October, I started you're, almost, you're not like even four at six months. months. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, but exciting. It's, it's been so fun and so rewarding though. You know, it's just been great. And I feel like it's giving me the time to kind of tweak things and get things set up yeah. so that as I grow, things are in place. Um, and I, I'm much more confident about platforms I'm using or things like that to just see what, what people are responding to well. Uh, that way I can do more of that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Believe me. I, I know all about that. Uh, a matter of fact, as we speak, even though this podcast will come out after, after the fact this week, we are finishing up the transfer of everything, the website, the membership, and there's a lot in the membership over to a completely new platform. And so that is a lot of work. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. I, have I think I- a lot. Yeah, I think I spent a lot of 2020, uh, 2019 just checking out all the platforms yeah. and trying them just to see which one was going to work well. And, I'm, you know, that's very time consuming because you're not making money while you're doing that. But, yeah. you know, you're learning. Uh, so now I have a, a couple that I love. And so I'm going to most likely stick with those. I just have to 
figure out how they work completely. And <laughs> so it's like trial by fire though, really yeah. the truth of the matter is it's trial by fire. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm one of those people that I'm not, I'm not afraid to have something not work and then say, Hey, by the way, we changed this. Cause it wasn't working. Right. Um, I just, it doesn't personally, it doesn't bother me. I think some people are perfectionists or like, no, we, it's gotta be like this. I'm like, then you'll never do it. Right. You'll never do it. If you're waiting for that moment for everything to just be lined up perfectly. My husband calls me a, a shoot ready aim instead of ready <laughs> aim shoot, because I'm just like, listen, I'd rather get started, fumble my way forward, figure it out. And just, I think that transparency for, for the sake of other people attempting anything, transparency in what you're doing in your journey gives them more inspiration than perfection ever will. That's so true. And that's great advice. I think over the last year, I've, I've adopted the done is better than perfect attitude. Um, so even but launching. never perfect. I mean, that's kind of the yeah. problem. That, that's right. the, the trap that you get stuck in if that's what you're waiting for. If you're listening to this in your way, I just need that one more thing. Let me tell you, when you get the one more thing, it'll be another thing. <laughs> there true. is no such thing as perfect because there's always more automation you can add. There's always a better video. There's always a better photo, uh, you know, image you can add or, or whatever. There's always, it, it, you'll never get there. You'll literally never, ever get there. So um, you know, getting started and then evolving is, a, I think the evolution in the journey is a, is a beautiful thing. I'll use a, a very simple example. If anybody ever has followed somebody on YouTube, like people that actually, they may have made their career being YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you watch their very, very first videos that they ever did, they're, they're laughable. They have very, very little technology. They don't look great. There's fumbles and messes. But if you follow their journey to where they are now, the people that are making millions of dollars a year, now they have, you know, production crews and all that, but they started here. And so I feel like we live in a world where, where that like starting is people like they despise starting, right? <laughs> they, they don't want to start. They don't want to start and go through the process that it get, takes to get here. Mm-hmm. You know, the word of God is very clear. Don't despise small beginnings. Like mm-hmm. you have to start somewhere. And so, you know, really showing people that transparent journey, I think is really valuable. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's difficult because it is, if you're on the online space, you compare yourself to oh, yes. all of the the people that are out there and you're like, wow, you know, their podcast is perfect or, oh my gosh, it feels perfect or well done anyway. And you're like, oh my gosh, and mine's not, you know, and you can get in that headspace and it can really stop you. So it's, but you know what, it's like you said, you know, you're on your journey and it's going to evolve over time. And there are a couple that I've listened to some podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. So you go back to the very beginning and they're the same. They're just starting out, you know, in their garage, in their car, you know, <laughs> and now they're, they're in the much bigger space and, you know, earning money from their podcast or their programs or different things. And it's just really, um, it's funny. I think it is so true. And you, and you're not ready for that kind of success at the beginning you're not, you're of what not. you're doing. You just, yeah, you wouldn't be able to handle it all. At well, one time, I mean, so. isn't that kind of how God works in the first place? Like yeah. he, he takes us through this process of life. Mm -hmm. There's a process of growth and the things that you learn along the way that the world would perceive as failures are, are the gold nuggets that help to get you to the next place. And when I started my first podcast, um, I didn't take a course. 
I, I didn't have a mentor. I literally learned on YouTube and Google how to podcast. I did it on this computer that I'm recording this on now with this microphone right here. I The only money, I spent a little bit of money. I spent money on the microphone. I spent money having a, a girlfriend build me like a one-page website so that I could just have a, an RSS feed, which I didn't even realize at the time I, I could right. service, but whatever, <laughs> learning along the way. Um, and I taught myself how to use GarageBand. I didn't even buy software and didn't hire an editor, didn't hire an anything. And, and I just figured it the heck out and it got better uh, along the way. But it's like, I feel in general for, for human beings, we have a lot there. We somewhere along the way, because things do happen so quickly and because we have for, I mean, a couple of generations, we get to go to the store and purchase food, right? It's instant. Oh, I'm mm -hmm. out of toilet paper. I'm going to go to the store and get toilet paper today. Well, what happened when we got out of the, the lifestyle of the things that we eat, we either grow or kill. And then the process by which that takes, like you don't just go out in the backyard and there's food there. You had to month for months, you had mm -hmm. to work to get that freaking potato. Right. And so lost the value of the fact that things actually take time. And there's so the time that you start to the time that you get that potato, there's a whole lifetime of, of things that we need to learn. And so uh, I just think that, you know, that we have to keep talking about it and letting people know that this wasn't an overnight success. This was a year of prepping online and learning and learning before I ever took the step to do the first thing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's so awesome. And I feel exactly the same way. Cause when I, I started my podcast, like I just felt like God told me I really needed to do this. And so I had my iPad and my AirPods and, um, the company that I use for the, the podcast, that was it hit play and go. I'm like, I don't know how to edit. I don't know anything. So this yeah. is just going to be rough. This is like, I'm doing a Facebook live and that's it. <laughs> so there are ums and there are ahs and there are sometimes places where you just don't hear me talk. So I'm trying to think of a word and, you know, it's, it's kind of uncut and kind of ugly, but I don't care because I feel like the message can still get through, even if it's not pretty and perfect, you know, like if, if there's a good enough message and it resonates in your spirit, then that's awesome. That's a win for me. So yay. <laughs> How long have you been po podcasting? Oh, geez. So the first one came out December 15th. So that's brand new too. Yeah. So I have, I think, uh, 13, 12 or 13 episodes. Well, let me get, that's a lot already. Let me, let me give you my, my half a cent of advice on podcasts. <laughs> um, I, I miss solo podcasting my whole first for three years. I solo podcasted with very few guests, um, in that, in that first podcast. And then when we started girl power Alliance, it's literally the opposite. It's a, every single podcast is a guest. And this mm -hmm. year I'm going to add in solos because I miss it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I will tell you that in the world of podcast. So when I started my podcast, I did it not for marketing, which a lot of people start a podcast because they want to do marketing and they want to have guests on and collaborate and all this stuff. I did not do that. I did it because I, I was literally being obedient to what I felt God was asking of me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I learned the whole thing and, you know, got excited about it. And then I started looking at the analytics and I realized that I started to feel devalued in what I was doing because I was looking at analytics and I'm on these pages and people are like, I got a thousand downloads my first week. I'm like, I didn't, you know, I was happy if I got a hundred after a month of a podcast mm -hmm. being, you know? And so I realized that, um, and I made the decision for myself because the purpose of my podcast 
was not for marketing. It was, I didn't barely even advertise it. I did a little bit on my own social media, but that was it. Um, so because the purpose of my podcasting was in being obedient to God and talking about the things, whatever was on my heart at that moment, mm-hmm. I stopped, I did, I stopped looking at analytics period. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brought me so much peace and took me out of that kind of comparison thing that just naturally happens. It just mm-hmm. happens by, you're not even trying to, but then you see something you're like, shoot, my podcast only got X or whatever, whatever the answer is. And, um, that enabled me to continue on that journey until it was done. That's awesome. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. And I, I just want to give, I just like to share that with people because they feel that they're, you know, well, it's not even worth doing it because I only had X amount of views, but maybe the lives of those people were so dramatically changed. It is worth it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so true. Like, I still feel like I don't even know who's listening, if anybody's even listening, but I don't care because maybe one day someone will find it somewhere and, you know, one of the episodes will resonate with them and change something in them. And that's worth it. I mean, it's not costing me anything to do it. So it's just something fun to do. And I'm, I'm consistent getting it out every week. Like I said, just, you know, even that's just an act of (laughs) worship is doing what I said I would do. I say they're coming out on Tuesdays. They've got to come out on Tuesdays because then I'm breaking a promise to myself or I feel like, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So if nothing else, I feel like I need to do this consistently, whether anyone listens or not, just because God told me to do it and I'm doing it. And so I don't even know that it's about the listeners as much as it is about my obedience and staying consistent and doing what I said I would do. Beautiful. That's a beautiful message. So if people are listening and they're like, man, I love her. I need to connect with her. She needs to help me. How do they find you? Oh, you can go to vickiarsenault.com and all of my information is there. And the Faithing Your Fears podcast is on all of the places where you might listen to a podcast. Um, so yeah, yeah that's you pretty on much social it. media. I am on Facebook and Instagram as Coach Vicki Arsenault, LinkedIn as well. Pretty much everything is Coach Vicki Arsenault. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would I'd love to hear from people. Um, my email is coach at VickiArsenault.com. So if, if anyone's listening and they want to reach out, I would love to hear from people. Well, thank you for that. And don't worry if you're driving or at the gym or doing what all people that listen to podcasts do, you're multitasking. Mm-hmm. All of Vicki's information will be available in the show notes of the podcast. And if you're watching this on uh, YouTube or Rumble or one of the other channels, then the information is right below the video and you can connect with her and have her help you to launch and stay in your lane and do it properly. Well, I certainly, certainly appreciate all of that that is just a chock full of stuff in that podcast. I feel like we, we accomplished a lot in 30 minutes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on too. And it's really nice to chat with somebody who's very like-minded. There, there's a lot of us inside of the Girl yeah. Power Alliance community. So head over there, make sure that you're, you know, connecting with those women there. Cause those are your people too. Yes. Thanks so much. Well, thank you. What a joy. Vicki is such a joy. And that was such a joy to record that podcast. And are you part of this group that we're calling our people? (laughs) You are. Let me just tell you, yes, you are. You're a part of it. If you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast, we want to put a spotlight on you and a megaphone in front of you because we want more women to hear your mission, your story, and for you to have a bigger impact. 
head over to girlpoweralliance.com. At the top of the page, click the button that says collab with us. We desperately have been praying for you. We've been praying you in. You don't even know it yet, but we've been praying you in. Head over there. And you know what? You can take a test drive on our membership for $1.99. Just see what it's all about. See what we're all so excited about. All the amazing opportunities to continue to grow um, by clicking on the become a member or join us button for just $1.99 and, and really see all the amazing women that have participated in the collaboration of this community to just help women to keep growing, growing in their faith, growing in their skills. Our goal is to help you 10x your income, 10x your impact, and 10x your faith. And we're doing it. I'm telling you, amazing things are happening inside this phenomenal community of women. We have a private page on Facebook where you are welcome. And we don't have any rules in the group. Come, post, connect. (laughs) That's what we want. We want collaboration over competition. We're so proud of our community and the women that are a part of it. And our mantra here at Girl Power Alliance is that this is where women grow.